John chapter 3. Merry Christmas to everybody. Merry Christmas. Thankful for all the gifts, gift cards, cashola. I tell you though, every, every card I open up, it's got glitter on it. I'm thinking, now do they know that I hate glitter or what are they just doing that out of spite or what are they doing there? But Kay likes glitter and the arrangement she's got on her kitchen table, it's just, I don't know, I threw my stocking cap down there and put it on the next day and I'm thinking, where's all this glitter coming from? And they'll look at the cap, it's got glitter all over it. I hate glitter. John chapter 3, starting with verse 14. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. You catch that? Whosoever believes, it's for everybody. And it ain't that you got to work real hard. Believes. The church has made a, 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 to me, a mockery out of this to where you got to jump through this hoop and that hoop. And if the preacher likes how you part your hair, if you've got hair or whatever, then you, may, you might get in. There's some people, they're so stringent that not even all of their group is getting in. Whosoever believes, whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believes on him is not condemned, but he that believes not is condemned already. Well, I'll get to heaven some other way. You're condemned I'll pay my taxes and I'll work real hard and that'll get me to heaven. You're condemned. There's only one way in and that is the way that God has given us. But he that believes not, you're already condemned. Judgment will just be something that God does to make it official. You're already condemned. Why are you condemned? Because you have not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Let me read on. And this is the condemnation that light has come into the world. And men loved darkness rather than light because their deeds were evil. For everyone that does evil, that does evil, hates light, neither comes to the light, lest his deeds should be reproved. But he that doeth truth comes to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God. Father, we ask and pray for your blessing upon this, the rest of this service. Lord, your blessing upon this message. And Lord, upon the ones that hear, help them, God, to receive this word joyfully and gladly. In Jesus' name, amen. Christmas is about a gift. Thank God for the gift. How many here have you ever received a real good gift? Anybody? Let me have a microphone. How many here, you had a gift 
give to you that meant a great deal to you as a Christmas present, and you'd like to tell about that gift. Ten seconds. I had a Red Ryder BB gun that meant a great deal to me. I did. I did. I had a uh, sled that meant a great deal to me one time. Anna. It wasn't necessarily Christmas, but uh, a gentleman uh, came to me and says, I have your dad's boat. If you want it, you can have it. Well, cool. Anybody else? Yes. God give me my son back that I gave up for adoption. Wow. Years. Wow. Awesome. Who else? Yes, Tara. two-story Barbie doll house. Cool. Cool. Who else? Come on. Had a gift that meant a great deal. When I was young, I hunted and stuff, and a man knew that me and Mom didn't have much, and he bought me a pair of rubber boots, a hunting knife, and a pair of coveralls. Wow. I'll never forget that. Cool. Cool. Come on. Who else? Had a gift. Rebecca. Cool. Cool. <laughs> Who else? Here my wife prodded me to tell what she gave me last year. <laughs> so, uh, what was, oh yeah. No. Uh, Kay and Mom had kind of went together and they get me a, got me a shadow box and it had some uh, things of uh, my grandpa's shells in it. I thought that was really neat. Now we had a hand back here. Twyla. My son Dylan was born Christmas morning. Wow, wow, cool. My mom and dad got me this Bible. Cool, very good, great gift. Who else? Anybody else? It was probably, I was trying to think back, I think I was 10 years old. And at 10, that would have made Steve Hutchcraft 12, I think. And um, I don't remember exactly where we were, but I remember what he said to me. He said, Mark, there's only 18 more days till Christmas. And I was thinking... 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. Yeah, there is. There's 18 more days till Christmas. I remember thinking how excited I was about that. Christmas. It's almost here. Counting down the days. And man, I'm telling you, Christmas for adults is one thing, but Christmas for a kid, that's something else. That's something else. I mean, think about Christmas when you was a kid. Uh, Josh and Candace were real small. We've been to somebody's house and they got in trouble or Josh had got in trouble. And, and um, Candace, she was always an angel, not. But uh, uh, Josh had got in trouble and we're on our way home and 
When we got in the car, I said, son, you're getting a spanking when you get home. I want you to think about that all the way home. And we're driving home. We get about halfway there, and I look in the rearview mirror, and I look right at him. I said, Josh, are you thinking about getting a whipping? And he said, no. I'm trying to think about Christmas. In case she kind of looked over at me, and boy, just all I could do is not to laugh. Because that was hilarious. Christmas is personal. Christmas is cold weather. Christmas is snowflakes coming down. Christmas is gifts under the tree. Christmas is family getting together. And that's either whoopee or oh me. I want to. <laughs> uh, Christmas used to be Christmas programs at school. I can remember as a kid in uh, Wayne City grade school, they had a little tier thing set up, risers. And I remember being on, standing on one of them risers and singing uh, Old Little Town of Bethlehem. I don't think they do much of that anymore, do they? Unfortunately. Christmas is, and parents, don't you think I'm talking about your child, because I, I may not be. Uh, Christmas is when little devils dress up like little angels. That's what Christmas is. Christmas is personal. I tried to, and I probably forgot some names, but I tried to write down all of the famous preachers that I've heard in my lifetime. And here's a list of those preachers, and again, I probably forgot some. Billy Graham, Tommy Barnett, Franklin Graham, Jesse Duplantis, Pat Robertson, Jimmy Swaggart, Joyce Myers, T.D. Jakes, Jensen Franklin, David Wilkerson, John Hagee, Jack Hayford, J. Harold Lohman, and that probably name don't mean a whole lot to most, but uh, I remember me and Steve and a few others went and heard him a few times, and uh, he passed away just a few years back. He's one of the greatest preachers I have ever heard. Adrian Rogers, Stephen Hill, Nicky Cruz, and I know I'm missing some. I just couldn't think of. Now, I got to hear them guys preach, but I didn't know any of them personally. Now, I know dozens and dozens and dozens of preachers personally that I could call them. All these guys that I've mentioned, I could try to get a hold of them. I'd probably be able to get a hold of that many. They don't know me. Just because I heard them preach, that don't mean that I've got access to, to go and talk with them. But all these different preachers that I know personally, I could pick up a phone and I could... Uh, Say, hey, I need to meet with you, and probably most of them would meet with me, and probably all of them would if I said I'd buy your lunch. <laughs> Preachers are that way. <laughs> and the reason being is because I know them personally. That's why Christmas is so great to me, is because I know the one that was in the manger. 
And if you ever have the opportunity to go to Israel, let me um, warn you up front, when you go to Bethlehem and you go to the spot that he was born, it's going to be, of everything you see in Israel, it's going to be the biggest disappointment that you'll see. Because of what man has done with that spot. It is nothing you have got to wade through religion to get there. And then once you're there, you're in the cave, and there is the spot of where Jesus was laid, right there. And it's not that the spot is bad. Man, when I got there, that initial time that I was there, and it was like, God became man and came here in this cave. But it's the trappings of religion and religiosity that is all around it that kind of takes away from it. But the greatest thing about it was to know that Jesus came to this earth as a gift for all mankind. Why did he do that? He wanted to make it personal. He walks with me and talks with me and tells me that I am his own. Christmas, not only is it personal, Christmas is reasonable. That's right. I said reasonable. Oh, I just can't believe. Ain't no way my mind allows me to believe. That a virgin could conceive. You believe God? Yeah, I believe God. You're telling me that God could roll back the Red Sea and not make that happen? Come on. There are people that don't believe the same reason why a thief can't find the cop. Because they don't want to. That's why they don't believe. Prophecy revealed shows us, listen to this, shows us that hope and faith is reasonable. 300 prophecies in the Old Testament about Jesus. All of those were spot on. Let me tell you how astronomical this gets. You could say tomorrow it's going to snow. You got a 50-50 chance there. And then you could say the day after that it's going to stop at 10 o'clock. Well, now, already, just with two prophecies, two foretellings, it starts to climb on you getting that just right. And there are not one or two prophecies about Jesus. There are 300 prophecies about Jesus. Imagine if this whole platform was filled, stacked up with quarters. One foot high. Here. One foot high. And one quarter is gold. And it's here somewhere. And you got to find it. But here's the sticking point. You got to put a blindfold on to find it. Oh, preacher, what's the odds of that? You know the odds of one man being able to fulfill all 300 prophecies. It's the same as if a foot of quarters 
with one quarter being gold and you finding it, but you are blindfolded. And it's not quarters the size lined up and spread out over this platform. The odds of you doing that, it is again not quarters spread over this platform. Spread over one foot thick with one quarter being gold, with you being blindfolded, and you gotta find it, and it's quarters that is spread out over the size of the state of Texas. Well, that's impossible for that to happen. Shows you how supernatural. This whole thing is with Jesus. So for me to say I believe in Jesus, oh, I just don't know how that could. 300 prophecies all coming to pass. And prophecy revealed makes faith and hope something that I can grab a hold of. I seen one time a preacher on Larry King, and Larry King's going, well, how, how do we know? How do, how do we know, Mr. Suspender Man there? How do we know? Thank God he finally retired. What was he, 108? <laughs> How do we know that Jesus is the Messiah? And the preacher, looked, the preacher looked back at him and said, Larry, I just got to take that by faith. I'm telling you that's not a wrong answer, but that's not the full answer. Not only do I take this by faith, I take this knowing that prophecy is showing me the way that is a clear way. It is not obstructed with a lot of guesswork. It is not something that someone came up with, a Hare Krishna or somebody. It is the Word of God, 300 prophecies fulfilled. Now let me mention five. Because every prophecy acts as a filter that would strain out someone to where it was like, no, you, no, you didn't fulfill it. Give you five. The Messiah would be born from the lineage of Abraham. We know he will be Jewish. So with all of the world as a populous mass, and they're going into this, and it's like we're just saying they're, they're being narrowed down. Now you've got the bulk of the world's population does not fit into this. Next, the Messiah would come from the nation of Israel. It narrows down. The Messiah would be from the tribe of Judah. Now we've got 12 tribes. It narrows down to one tribe. The Messiah would come from the family of David. Now we have got a man in this particular tribe. The Messiah would be born of a virgin. God singled out one man, Abraham. God singled out a nation from that man, Israel. God singled out a tribe from that nation, Judah. God singled out a family from that tribe, David. And then God singled out a virgin from that family, Mary. Well, I wonder if Jesus is the Messiah. I don't think you got to wonder. 
quarters, a foot thick, one's gold, you're blindfolded. And the odds of that just kind of happening, or maybe it happened, or maybe it could happen, and it's the size of Texas. God orchestrated this whole thing for it to happen. Christmas is revealing. In Luke chapter 2, Simeon says, when he sees Jesus and picks him up and says, as Jesus' little child, for my eyes have seen thy salvation. Maybe he said you should live a good life, but that's not what Simeon saw. You should go to church. That's not what Simeon saw. You should tie to the Lord. That's not what Simeon saw. You should be water baptized. That's not what Simeon saw. Simeon saw the salvation God provided through the Lord Jesus. My eyes have seen thy salvation. He was looking at Jesus. This is the salvation that God provided. Christmas is almost here. It's December 19th. Six more days. Give you a couple of scriptures here. The appearing of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has abolished the power of death and is brought to life, to light through the gospel. 1 Thessalonians 4, for the Lord himself shall shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first, and then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. Christmas is almost here. I think in more ways than one. Little boy that was in Chicago... The cop found him, seeing that he was hungry, seeing he needed help. He was probably 10 or 12. This is years back, and the cop told him, he said, listen, son, you need to get to such and such house because if you can get there, you can get some help. And he said, no matter what they tell you, no matter what the man answers when he answers the door, no matter what he asks you, you say, John 3.16. He finally found the house, and he goes up, and he knocks on the door. Big, tall man opens the door and says, who sent you? That 10-year-old boy said, John three sixteen. The man said, what right do you have to be here? That little boy said, John three sixteen. And the man said, How long are you going to stay? And that boy said, John 3, 16. And he said, come on in. And that man, his family cared for that boy. Someday, this boy is going to stand at heaven's gates. And I don't, I know all the jokes are St. Peter, but I don't think it'll be St. Peter. I think it'll be an angel. An angel is going to say, who sent you? And this boy is going to say, John three sixteen. And that angel is going to ask, what right do you have here? And this boy is going to say, John three sixteen. And that angel is going to say, how long do you plan to stay? And this boy is going to say, John three sixteen. That's what Christmas is all about. A gift that was given. Now we must receive.
I'll do this on this side of the five. No, that's kind of chintzy. Another five. <laughs> Twenty. Hmm. There's a ten. That's about right. I would like to give this $10 bill. No strings attached. Here it is. There you go, brother. Yeah, you're welcome. Miles is going, dang it! <laughs> Reason I know that, that's George's son. That's how I know that. <laughs> dang it! God can give and give and give and give and give and give and give. We've got to receive. Receive that gift. Christmas is about receiving a gift. Thank God. Let's all stand. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Father, we're thankful, God, for your grace, your great grace that you've showered upon us. We're thankful, Lord, for this time of year. We're thankful, God, for all good blessings flow from heaven above, and we're thankful for that. And, Lord, on this Sunday before Christmas, there might be someone that's never said yes to you as Savior. They've never, as Carol receive the gift. They've never done that. And I'm praying, God, today it would be meaningful in their heart and they would receive the gift. Christmas is almost here. December 25th, almost here. And one of these days, Christmas in heaven is going to be here. Help us, Lord, to be prepared and receive that gift. In Jesus, we're praying. Amen. It is our prayer that you have been blessed as you've listened to this message. If you would like to become a partner with this ministry, please contact us here at Orchardville Church. You can visit our website at orchardvillechurch.com or you can contact us by phone at area code 618-835-2677. saw Jesus